This episode is powered by Wise Wellness Guild, a platform aimed at advancing women. Wise connects you to women and minority-owned wellness experts, brands, and wellness services. Visit the link in What the Fit Instagram bio or the show notes and become a member for free today and gain special perks at Wise Wellness Guild, your women's wellness authority. My guests today are a certified health coach and doctor of physical therapy who have teamed up to start a podcast for women who want to take their health into their own hands. They dive into topics that affect women's health like hormones, strength training, and nutrition. With guided breath work and a tip of the week in each episode, this podcast will empower you to dig deeper towards reaching your health goals while finding a community along the way. Please welcome... Evie Takas and Alexis Hutchison of the Health in Motion podcast. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hello. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I so appreciate coming on. Congratulations on the podcast. That's so exciting. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I have a lot of questions. I want to dig into like all that. But I think it's probably helpful to start if we do like a little mini intros. Sure. Evie, listeners know you. They've been following along. So, Alexis, why don't Mm -hmm. we start with you? Tell us what you do, how you got into it all, the whole story. Sure. So, I have been a physical therapist for about seven years now. Mm. Um, I got into it, very typical PT story. I tore my ACLs in high school playing soccer. Got it. Both Um, ACLs? So, it was two years apart at the same soccer tournament. And yeah, I did- One on each knee, though? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I did the left one first and then the right a couple years later. Do you like- like in my mind, I hear like tearing an ACL. I'm like, that's it. I have to have re- knee constructive knee surgery. I have to have a knee replacement. Like, did you have that feeling as a when you're young, or you think like, well, I'll come back from? Like, I feel like in my mind, I just like that's it. Like, I wouldn't bounce back. Yeah, I think the first one, I definitely had that. Oh my gosh, you know, this is going to be this is it. hard, but I can do it. Like, yeah, you okay, know, good. you're. I was 15 or whatever. No, that's good. The yeah. second one, I remember, I was just like, it happened again, and my teammates were like, no, no. I'm like, oh no, it. It happened again. I, I, I know. I know it. Um, but actually, the experience of the first time, I recovered much easier mm. on the second one. Um, just knowing exactly what to expect and what yeah. I was doing, I think, was really powerful. So, yeah. um, But anyway, I went to college here in Cincinnati. Mm. I went to Mount St. Joe for PT school. Um, I've worked in kind of traditional outpatient orthopedic clinics since I started. Got it. Um, And I did some like acute care on the side, that kind of thing, inpatient experience. And after being in the healthcare system for a few years, got a little burnout as an ortho PT. We see a lot of people, limited time, a lot of insurance limitations. So I was introduced to the Adam Network um, model. Mm. And I started my business, Absolute Kinetics, in 2018. At first, I was doing it on the side. um, And I went full time in March of 2019. It's been a Wild ride yeah. between having oh a baby and then two months later, COVID happened. Yes. Um, so it's been an experience, but things are really going well and exciting. We're moving into our own office. Um, and so we're going to be Amazing. opening a brand new space March 1st, which is awesome. I have a pelvic floor therapist that's working with me now as well. Yes, I want to talk about that. Yeah. Too so that's kind of. Yeah. What does like day to day look like for you? What are people coming in to see you most frequently for? So it's really anything orthopedic wise, Mm -hmm. which is the hard part because, and this was kind of one of the reasons I wanted to start the podcast. We treat so many things, Mm -hmm. anything from headaches, neck pain, all the way to sprained ankles and post-op surgeries. Um, I treat people who have vestibular disorders, so dizziness, vertigo, that sort of thing. Uh Um, So we treat some of that. And then Tyler, my pelvic floor therapist, she treats 
pregnant postpartum women. Yep. Um, anyone who has, everyone has a pelvic floor. So yes, right. she's um, very passionate about working with anyone who's got pelvic floor dysfunction, men, women, uh-huh. non-binary individuals. So yeah. um, we're really kind of bridging that gap between orthopedics and pelvic floor therapy as well. Interesting. Yeah. I really do want to save some time and talk about the pelvic floor. I feel like it's the hot word. Yes. For 20, like everywhere you look, it's like pelvic floor workshop. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm understanding the importance of it. And obviously I have guests that come on and talk about it, but like, really, I don't know what it means. So yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about yes. it a little more. A little yeah. more. That's super exciting. Yeah. Evie, what about you? Quick, quick little rundown. Yeah. So as Chrissy mentioned, mm. I was on here a couple times before when yep. I was first getting my business started. So I own Holistically Restored. I am a certified integrative nutrition health coach. And so what that means is it's a fancy term for holistic health coach. So mm-hmm. I work with women um, primarily on hormone coaching, thyroid coaching, and weight stability. So either weight gaining, weight, you know, maybe weight loss, mm-hmm. weight maintenance. Um, so a lot of people that I see come in with um, really bad PMS, irregular mm. periods, maybe thyroid disease, um, some autoimmunity. And so I help guide them through how to um, work through that. And I treat you as, I look at you as an entire person, right? So you're not just a set of symptoms. It's very much, what are the other factors that are contributing to your life right now that Mm -hmm. are causing this? Because we just talked about this this morning, your symptoms are communication from your body. So if you have really bad PMS, that's not so much the issue. It's what's causing that. And so I help dig deeper with my clients on that and look at them as a whole person. And rather than just like, here's some supplements to help with that. Yeah. Right. Because there's a lot more that you can dig deep in that. Mm -hmm. And so I really, I've enjoyed doing that over the past year and a half. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I was first on the podcast, I hadn't, I wasn't in my own space yet. No. yeah, Yeah. So I have my, um, office open that, about a year ago, it was the end of February, 2020. Right, at the most perfect time <laughs> yeah. to open yeah. it. Yeah. Two weeks office. later, <laughs> everything shut down. So that was definitely hard, but my clients are rock stars. We did virtual yeah. all through the quarantine and some of them still are, but then now we're trickling people back in, which mm-hmm. is really nice. And we're starting get to get some workshops. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people also, I admire my clients that are like, I know I'm much more, I'm going to be responsible when I'm in, when I see you in person. Yeah. And so it's much more there's more accountability. And so for them to come in person, that helps them really get the most out of the program too. So I appreciate that as well, that honesty and taking ownership of it in that way. But yeah, and a lot of the reason why I got to this is really was almost out of necessity. So I myself have an autoimmune disease. I have Hashimoto's, Mm. like I mentioned. And so going through my own conventional care where I was just prescribed medication and really didn't have any other guidance. And then finally working with my own coach who really opened up my world to this whole functional medicine, holistic living type stuff. I was like, wow, I really love this. And I'm kind of good at talking about it. I'm kind of good at explaining it to other people. Right. You make it easy to digest. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, maybe there's something to this. So After I had put my Hashimoto's in remission, I had reversed my PCOS, so Mm -hmm. my periods were finally stable and finally asymptomatic, I realized maybe that there's something to this. Mm -hmm. And so I went and got certified, and I'm actually working on another certification that I'm not quite ready to announce yet, but I'm super excited. Damn, no, what the exclusive this time. (laughs) Yes. You'll have to come back and talk about it Yeah, with like this is going to be awesome. The stuff that I'm able to offer people. Yeah. So it's been really great to grow this business, although it's been a horrendous way to do it just (laughs) with the timing and everything with the world. But I'm so thankful to the people that have helped 
me grow and yeah. really learn more and push me to be better. And for Alexis, for helping, you know, encouraging me to do the podcast with her yeah. and for being here. So yeah. it's been awesome. Yeah. I'm so happy for to be back and to be able to share that with people. Great, great. I really was kind of uh, touched by when you talked about the symptoms or, or communication, right? And I yeah. feel that so hard. Like almost when something shows up in my body that I know is like not, I don't want to say right or wrong, but it's like, it's something's up. Yeah. 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 It's trying to communicate something to me. Right. And I just like take, I get to take that to the extreme of like, Oh my God, what is it? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Like, I have to like understand yeah, what's it's happening. Easy too. The but more that you know, the worse it the is. The worse sometimes. that it is. Yeah. It's like the curse of knowledge. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, I can't, like now that I know that this is a possibility, now I'm nervous about it. Right. Um, or so yeah. many, t- so often we think, oh, well, this is how it goes. Like, I mm-hmm. guess I just got to suffer through this low back pain because mm-hmm. I'm getting older or yeah, yeah I'm going to have terrible PMS because that's what happens when you have your period. And it's like, no, this yeah. is not. It doesn't have to be that way. It's right. very much. Just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Exactly. Right. right. And that's something that Alexis and I talk about a lot with our own, like her patients, my clients, but then also just in general together, we talk about, you have to go upstream of where is this stemming from mm-hmm. and where is this coming from? Right. Because it's going to, it trickles down. And when you notice a symptom, that's like the very last thing about right, what's exactly, happening, exactly. right? Like it might be stemming from somewhere else, but you didn't notice it until weeks later when the symptoms showed up. But this yeah. thing has been around for a while. Yeah. I'm also interested. This is something that I've been kind of grappling with lately. You know, it seems like I've had, I've had kind of my demonic PMS, which we've, we've talked about. That's happened in the last six, seven months or whatever it is. I had a lumbar disarrangement from lifting a couple, a month or so ago. And it feels like, oh, there's all these, you know, kind of setbacks, so to speak, or like, come on, I'm doing, I'm eating right. I'm sleeping. I'm doing all the things. Why isn't it just even keel perfect the way it's supposed to be? And then the second voice in my head comes in. It's like, no, this is life. They're like, not just like, there's always, you're, you're kind of always going to be working through something, no matter what you do. And it's not about executing a, B, C, D perfectly so that you have no pain or discomfort or no struggle. I feel like it's like, okay, you execute those things. So then you're able to kind of tackle whatever it is presenting because there's always going to be something. Do you guys struggle with that? Because I know like you're both on committed to health and wellness, but then you're like, oh, when something doesn't go right, you, I can almost internalize to be like, oh, well, what am I doing wrong? Shouldn't it be perfect? I'm executing perfectly. Yeah. And I think that's a lot of what I work on with my patients. I know you work on this too. It's strategies, right? So these things are always going to come up. Right. But what strategies do I have in place to address them and get myself back on track or get back to where I want to go? And yeah, I mean, we talked about this actually this morning. It's funny. I feel like for both of us, I think we put pressure on ourselves to be like yeah. perfect in this like health right. aspect. It's like, yes. well, if we're telling people they should be doing this, this and that, like we need to walk the walk. Sure. We, we have to do it ourselves. But, you know, part of what I'm working on right now is just accepting that as a mom and a business owner and a wife, like there are going to be times where things are going to fall. Yeah. You know, I told Evie, I was like, sometimes my kid eats easy Mac for dinner. Yeah. And it's just, he's going to scream in sure. 20 minutes. We got to get it done. Sure. And so I think it's accepting that we have to meet as, you know, providers, we have to meet our clients where they are, but we also need to meet ourselves where we are. Mm-hmm. And we need to be realistic about our own expectations um, and then build those strategies of, okay, I know 
you know, I have this back thing and it flares up every now and then. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's every few months. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's every few years. What strategies do I have in place that when this comes up, you know, what can I do to address that? Yeah. 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 I think it's big too on mindset, which is something Mm -hmm. that we've explored a lot in um, one of our episodes. We had my former health coach. She's a functional diagnostic nutrition, Terea. Yeah. She came on and she does a lot of mindset coaching embedded in her health coaching. And I, a lot of it for me personally is I know that there are things that I'm not doing that I wish I could be doing or I could be doing better or some goals, even just with my own health of like, dang, I'm I'm not there quite yet or I haven't turned over that stone yet. And for me, it's what strategies do I have? So what is in my control? Mm -hmm. So like, am I eating properly? Yeah, I am. You know, am I doing my exercises? Yeah, I'm getting to the gym. I'm doing this. Am I sleeping well? Yeah, I'm managing that. But that also, I think you have to take that next step and say, well, how's my mindset around this, Mm, right? Because mm -hmm. we have these, what are called belief tables. So I have this belief that maybe I have a belief that I'm never going to get better or I'm always going to be in pain. Yeah. And then you're going to be finding evidence to support that. So if there's a, you know, table, let's use the back pain, for example, if you have a, if you have a belief that I'm always going to have back pain or here it goes again, or this always happens to me, you're constantly going to always just see that advice or that evidence of like, yeah, see, that's why I have back pain or mm-hmm. that's why, or I can't do that, which reinforces the idea. Mm-hmm. And same thing for maybe a nutrition plan. If you fall short and maybe you don't follow it properly or yeah. you are falling behind several days a week with your macros or whatever it is, if you have that belief that I just can't do this, then you're going to find that evidence to support it because right. you're looking for it at that point. Right, right. I think another thing I struggle with as well, when I go to some of these you know, coaches that are helping me along my health journey, like I go to acupuncture with Ali Treby and I go to see Dr. Eric Nobby for my back and you know they obviously they're working through assessments and and there's always something right mm-hmm. like there's a I always there's a weakness here or I'm not engaging properly here or or Ali like I think oh Ali's going to take my pulse when I go acupuncture and like things are going to be in alignment because I'm doing all these things right and she's like oh no this isn't disharmony and you're like fuck but then like, I'm like, that is me just projecting this, like, I have to be perfect. Or if I am have a slight deficiency wherever, that's like, I'm not doing something right. When in reality, it's like, coming back to this, like, no, no one, no matter really, like, you're living in alignment of, like, perfect everything. Like, you're a body that's constantly changing in an environment that you can't control. Like, there's going to be shit that comes up. It's not going to be, like, a perfect bill of health yep, all the right. time. And you just kind of have – for me, I say you. Like, I'm talking to myself. Just have to be like, no, you do what you can do. Like you said, kind of going back to do what you have control over. Yeah. And I talk to clients about that, too. A lot of times they'll want to do, like, some hormone tests or, you know, some at-home stuff that they do. Or there's some tests that we can do to look at your circadian um, – I'm sorry, like, your cortisol production. Oh, so yeah. looking at that throughout the day and – they're always a little hesitant of like, am I really going to get good information or I'm not sure if this is for me. And I always tell them nobody is walking around with perfect health right now. Like yeah, just know I, that, like we're going to find something. Yeah. Right? I know like, that's what I have gonna come the, up. The, 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 all the coaches are always telling me that. I'm yeah. Like, like, just like, please keep telling me ourselves. Like, that. Included. like <laughs> yeah. even us who like, I know, like I did, I did a whole bunch of testing back in May and a whole bunch of stuff came up. I had a parasite. Me, yeah. the person who like takes care of my. How I did you know you stuff. had a parasite? And how did you get a parasite? <laughs> so parasites are actually super common, which I know it's like at first it disgusted me. I was like, ew, how like I cannot believe that I have a parasite. This is so <laughs> gross. Like what is wrong with me? I kept thinking of like all these horror movies I've seen. Sure, right. Like and, tapeworms from Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. So the one that I had in particular was 
microscopic. So yes, that's um, what I imagine. Yeah. Like it's like, but you can have small. ones that are big. So some people oh, pass them. So oh I, the re, the, I found out because I was having This symptoms. is the next thing I'm going to go to whenever something's wrong. I'm like, well, I have a parasite. <laughs> <laughs> Parasites do affect a lot of things, but, um, I did testing for it. So I did a stool test okay. and, um, so I did that and found out that I had that and some, you know, other things like bacterial overgrowth and all that, which again, this is super common. So a lot right. of times we have issues with maybe uh, brain fog or we have um, GI issues or we have tight stomach or maybe our symptoms get worse at different times of the month and it can all be tied back to this. And so knowing that again, it was like, um, it was humbling, but it was also like a more motivation to re- yeah. to encourage my clients of see like I get this stuff too yeah, like mm-hmm, even right. though I'm the one who is kind of leading you in this way I yeah. still fall short in ways and I still have things that I can't necessarily control yeah because you I, can get it from like anything from utensils not being cleaned properly sure, or people right. handling your food who don't wash their hands properly sure. like you can come in contact with that anyway I mean it's amazing to me how we are literally just walking around alive at any point yeah given all of the things that we can be exposed (laughs) to right but no I think that what you said that's important to know that just to be if you approach it in this way like it doesn't have to be perfect and it's not going to be perfect you just allow more space to like take in different knowledge and try new things and just be like okay yeah like I'm I'm here, I'm showing up, I'm doing my best. And that's like more than enough. Right. And I tell my clients that I never expect perfection from you. I just ask that you're patient. Mm. I ask that you are consistent and that you put in all the effort that you can. Yeah. Because the perfection, I've heard this before, perfection is the lowest standard because it does not exist. Yeah. And that was like, That's a good reminder. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Because when you think about it, you're like, yep, that's true. I really can't be perfect. Mm -mm. So why am I even aiming for that? Yeah. All right, guys, I know we're all locked up, and even when we do go out, it's absolutely not the same as the good old days, like you're back on spring break, grinding away in a sweaty club. But you can get that same beat-bumping energy in a dark room. I'm talking about a Shred 415 workout. You've heard Jess and Bassie on the podcast. You've heard me rave about this workout. It's time you experience it for yourself. Quick rundown. It's a 60-minute workout, instructor-designed and led, to empower you and keep you working hard. The workout is broken into four 15-minute increments, alternating between the tread and the floor. So there's no way you're getting bored. The owners, Jess and Bassie, are incredible people, so you know that you're stepping into an inclusive fitness community that's welcome and open to all fitness levels. Shred 415 is located on Red Bank Expressway near the corner of Red Bank and Madison Road. Go check them out with their new client offer, buy one class, get one class free, and tell them what the fit sent you. I'm going to start incorporating classes into my weekly routine because I'm really missing that little cardio pump. So I hope to see you on the decks and tread soon. Okay, wait, can we just go back to the parasite really quick? How, <laughs> how, how did you know to get tested for that? Like what, what prompted the thought? Yeah. So I was having symptoms of like my, it was mainly in my gut. I okay. noticed that I was, I was having this pain where if I hadn't um, eaten in a while, uh-huh. I would get extreme pain. And okay. then when I did eat, it wouldn't, it would go away, but only after a few hours. And so I also found out I had other things, right? So like H. pylori, that's a really common bacteria that a lot of people actually have. Um, So a lot of that was tied to that symptom, but it was just more of the symptoms that I was having. Mm. And when I got the test results and we confirmed everything, I was able to look back and was like, well, 
I mean, I really have kind of fallen off on being on my game in the past few months. Mm. So it makes sense. And being able to, again, look back and say, well, really, was I really doing everything that I could in the moment? Or, you know, it was a really stressful time. And so yeah. it just kind of caught up to me. I wasn't right. taking care of myself as well. That was when COVID was still super fresh and stress was really yes. high. Mm-hmm. So it was really the symptoms that had it. And I had heard about this stuff, but I'd never been tested. I never went like that deep. Right. And so that's when I hired Terea and we did all that testing. So we did mycotoxins testing. We did organic acids. I checked for mold, oh. checked for parasites and bacteria and all that. Um, checked my hormones and stuff. So yeah, yeah that's how, how I do they out. get rid of the parasite? Um, there were some. So I did a protocol called kill, bind, sweat. So this is coined by um, a doctor in California, Dr. Jess. She talks about kill, bind, sweat a lot. So the idea is that you you take these supplements, mm-hmm. these microbials um, in herbs to kill the pathogen mm-hmm. because these things hide deep into your biofilm. So yeah. a lot of times if you go get tested for your, like if you get immune, immune system markers, yeah. like in a blood work, they might not pick up that you have that you're having an immune response because they're called stealth infections for a reason. They're right. stealthy. Yes. So they Covert. hide in biofilm and so you can't necessarily pick that up. So I did the protocol kill bind sweat and I used a certain brand of supplements that I really love using with clients and I did the kill. So that was with taking the things to kill the pathogen. Mm. And then you also take binders. So a common binder that people know of is charcoal. Mm -hmm. I didn't take charcoal, but it's something like that, right? So that's kind of the most common one people know, but I took binders and then you want to get it out of your system by sweating. So Mm. I had a really heavy supplement dose for a long time. Um, There's different phases of it. And so I did the kill with the supplements, bind with the supplements and then sweat. So I did saunas and then I also did sweat baths. So I'd sit in really, really hot water. It was hot as I could tolerate yeah until I was sweating for about 10 minutes just like cooking yourself yeah so it's really just in because that's opening up your detox pathway um and really getting your body to detox through sweat because that is a way to detox as Mm -hmm. well so that was something that I had to work on and I've still continued to like I wear hoodies when I work out because I don't want to close up those pathways that I worked so hard to open up right right and you feeling better I am. Yeah. There's, you know, again, always going to be something, Sure, of but, course there is. um, yeah, I'm actually retesting really soon. So I'll be curious to see if I eradicated any of that, if any other little buggers wow. grew. So. Oh my gosh. If anyone thinks they have a parasite, reach out to Evie. She can help you. <laughs> You're going to get like 50 DMs. Yeah. Everyone's like, well, maybe I have a parasite. I don't <laughs> know. You, it is common. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's common. So if you do feel like something's going on, don't get freaked out. It's super common. And yeah, there's ways to go about handling that. Right, right, right. Okay, let's talk about the podcast. How did it come about? Tell mm-hmm. us like the ethos, the mission, all of that good stuff. Just let's sure. dive in. So I actually reached out to Evie. Um, I think both of us have done so many blog posts, sure, Instagram content, posts, content, content. content. Yeah. And we're, you know, one of the things that I got frustrated working in a traditional outpatient clinic for so many years as a PT, like no one really knows what we do. Yeah, I think we are so awful at educating the public on all the things physical therapy can help with. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's been one of my missions is like, how do I educate people that you can come straight to us? You know, you don't have to don't see your referral. doctor. Yeah. yeah. And you can see us for back pain. You can see us for dizziness. You can see us for shoulder pain. Like we treat yeah. all of these different things that people just have no idea right. we even do. Right. I think people may think, well, if I had a surgery and I'm recovering, that's when I see a physical therapist. Yeah, it's very right. much recovery is I think what most people think physical therapy is yeah, for. Yeah, and, and I think we also can play a really important role in maintenance and injury yeah. prevention. And oftentimes our insurance isn't going to cover that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so anyway, I, I'm just big on educating. And obviously, that's a huge thing Evie does. Yeah. I learn so much from her yeah, all of the time. Um, <laughs> and so I have wanted to just put this information out in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, obviously podcasts have gotten a lot of traction. A lot of people prefer to listen versus right, read. And right. so I just wanted to reach that other audience with the information both of us are really already sharing yeah. um, just through another avenue. And yeah. then I think that she and I see eye to eye on so many different things, but from different perspectives sure. and different lenses. Yeah. And so, you know, I asked her like, hey, would you want to collaborate on this? Because I think we're both putting out so much information and education that people could benefit from, but I think doing it together can be even more powerful. Yeah. 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 And I was like, um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. so great. So you're guys doing a weekly release. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yes. Where all podcasts are found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so what is um kind of like give us the the rundown on like how it flows. I love that it's like okay, you two are obviously both experts in your field and then you're having other experts on, which is great. I love this like expert education piece. I mean, I obviously rely on all of the guests to be experts because I am not an expert. <laughs> so I love to listen when it's like, oh yeah, everyone in the seat knows what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So the way we run it is, so the more we were talking to like friends and family, mm-hmm. they were kind of given their two cents. Yeah. Like, this would be really cool to hear. So we landed on starting the episode with some breath work. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really big on that. Alexis is too in her capacity with physical therapy. And so we do a quick little breath work exercise together okay. in every episode. Um, what so could that look like? It varies. So we've done anything from like a four, four, four breath where yeah. you, you know, breathe in for four, hold for four, exhale yes. for four. We've done one where we activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So, um, alternate nostril breathing. Oh yeah. Um, so things like that. Yeah. So it's something quick. It's not like a 15 minute session by any means. It's sure. more of like one or two rounds of it just yeah. to get that awareness around it. Yeah. Cause the idea is that no matter what you're doing, when you listen to our podcast, if you haven't had a chance to take a deep breath, now you do. Yes, that's great. No, I love it. I've, I've listened to episodes and I'm like, oh, great. And you, I think you said on the one I listened to just yesterday, it was like, if this is the first time you've taken a deep breath today, like, there you go. And yeah. I was like, yeah. this may be the first time I've taken a deep breath today. Yeah. 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 So it yeah. is a good amount. I love the start. And you're like setting yourself up in a good place mentally to like receive some information. Yeah. Right. I think yeah. it's such a, a simple form of activating that parasympathetic system and getting into a better mindset and a better physical state. There's just... Breath is so undervalued in our oh, yeah. culture. And so yeah. I think for both of us, like Evie said, we both use that a lot with clients and patients. And we just wanted to bring that into the podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It helps us to start the podcast well because I'm doing it too. I'm like, okay, yeah, right. <laughs> Here we go, yeah. diving in. Yeah. So we start with breath work. And then depending on who's kind of leading that episode, mm-hmm. we'll dive into the content. So for example, we just recorded an episode today for next week, which will Mm -hmm. be on stress. So we Mm. both shared what stress can do to the body from our own disciplines, which was really nice. So I think that'll be very helpful for people. So we go into the content and then we end with the health challenge of the week. Mm. So we wanted it to be something that there was community. There was also something that you could come back to and maybe gain and like learn something, but also apply it to your own life. Yeah. So we'll have a health challenge Typically, it's related to the content of that episode, yep. but it might just be something else related to health. And yeah. then we always ask for people to let us know what they're doing for the health challenge and tag us in what they're doing. And so it's been fun. It's been really cool to see other people take advantage of that yeah. and see yeah. what people are doing. No, it's really great. I listened to the strength training episode yesterday, which mm-hmm. obviously on this podcast too, big yeah. fans of strength training for yeah. women. I loved how you kind of broke it out. But what I was 
really taken to, which I think is so important. And now that I'm thinking about it kind of overlooked when you're like, what is strength training? Like we, we talk about strength training, like people know what it is and it's, and it's not just that like you're picking up weights Mm -hmm. like that's because you might think, Oh yeah, I'm doing strength training. I'm going to an orange theory class. I'm, I'm picking up a, some kind of weight or, or I'm in a pure bar class. I'm picking up weight. That's strength. Mm -hmm. I go to a class called strength something like, well, I must be doing strength training. Yeah. So could, could you talk a little bit? Because I think it's just so valuable to actually define it. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is something as a PT I've seen for years of people come in at runners are like the best example of this runners hate to cross train yeah. most of the time yeah and so they come in and they're like well i'm strong i run and i'm like eh, it's your not. heart is strong yes. no yeah. doubt right yeah. you, you're not a weak person <laughs> no. but let's right. have a conversation about what strength training is what progressive overload is and and why you need to be doing this yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. you're in my office because something hurts right because you're not doing that yeah, yeah. um yeah. but you know evie has a strong history with strength training too so it's been really cool for us like on that particular episode she had so much personal insight that mm-hmm. was really awesome too that she was able to share from her time doing powerlifting and then yeah. making those adjustments but i do i think most people and, and i see this a lot in my clinic too just people don't know what a lot of things i think we make a lot of assumptions about what it's people know yeah um you know, I get frustrated with my um, field where I see a lot of PTs on Instagram and stuff. Again, people don't know what we do. Yeah. And they're out there arguing about whether dry needling's better or cupping's better or this exercise, you know, activates the glute meat better yeah. than that. Like, people don't know what we do. No. Yeah. Like, let's all just, right. I mean, people don't know what strength training is. Yeah. People don't know that what physical therapists treat. Like, mm-hmm. let's walk this back. Yes. So I Take love that you brought that up. Like, people just don't, and that's a big goal of ours mm-hmm. is just what are these things? Yeah. Yeah. Let's define them before we move into right. how to change things. Exactly. Right? Keep it simple. Evie, yeah. we talked about this when you came on, right? Like we don't need to skip to step Z. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. let's just stay, yeah. stay the course, like get yeah. a couple things underway. Yeah. Okay. But, but really quick, what is strength training? How do you define it? Do you want to give your definition? You, so I define strength training as so I use the example of progressive overload. Right. So mm-hmm. it's when you're lifting weights, but there's a progressive overload to your training style. So the idea is that if you're lifting, you know, a hundred pounds this week for four sets of eight mm-hmm. next week, you're going to increase to 110 pounds for four sets of eight or whatever it is. So there's mm-hmm. an, there's progression each week or each month or each training block. So it's not just picking random workouts mm-hmm. and from whatever, IG model is Mm -hmm. putting out on her story Mm -hmm. for the day. Mm -hmm. It's having a specific training block and schedule and routine and you're progressing from week to week. And again, that then turns into month to month. So for example, um, I train in about eight week, uh, about six to eight week blocks. So I'm in week six this week actually. And so when I look back at my little gym journal that I take with me, I, my deadlift is about, um, 20 pounds heavier than when I started this mm-hmm. block and that's progressive overload. Yeah. If I didn't have that written down and some people don't have to write it down, but yeah. for me, I have to, to visualize it and see it. I probably would be just lifting the same weight cause I'd forget or right. I just mm-hmm. wouldn't challenge myself. Right. But I know that the end goal is to progress and you have to have that progressive overload. Same thing for other movements. It's not just big compound movements. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, the step ups that I'm doing, yeah. right? So I might use 20 pound dumbbells. Well, then next week I'm going to pick up 25 pound dumbbells mm-hmm. and get as many reps as I can mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's what I would define it as. Yeah. So it's increasing that weight. And then you also want to choose a weight that's challenging for that, you know, anywhere from five to 
12 rep range is kind of the general. So if you can do a weight 25 times, it's not hard enough for you. Um, So I think that's a big part of it too. And then also training for life. So I talked about this a little bit. You know, if you're – I have these patients, they walk in, these women with these huge purses. Or, you know, my kid's 22 pounds Mm -hmm. now. Like if I'm lifting – five pound dumbbells, that's not training for what I need to do no. to pick him up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, it's training and, and progressively overloading, getting stronger for what you have to do day to day. Right? Yeah. And I told people like, we're not these little delicate beings walking around. Like we can handle it. Right. Sure. Like you don't have to have a super, like a big strength goal. You don't have to have these PRs right. or chasing. That's totally fine. Absolutely. But don't tell me that the book bag you walked into the gym with doesn't weigh more than the dumbbells you just picked up. Yeah. Like you're definitely carrying more weight throughout the day. Yeah. And I also just feel like it's so empowering to lift weight that is challenging, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm saying like my, let's say my reverse flies are like, you know, those are weak for me, right? Like I have oh, to, yeah. five pounds yeah. is, is enough for me. Yeah. But yeah. again, those step ups or anything like overhead press, like I'm going to challenge myself mm-hmm. because that's also where we see results. Yes. These muscles aren't going to build themselves, people. Mm-hmm. We have to do totally. something to challenge them so that and break them down. And then you have to have proper recovery to help them as well. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that, you know, people listening, they're not working with a coach specifically kind of programming for them or if they are using, you know, kind of group fitness, I think of like system of strength classes and tread Mm -hmm. classes and orange theory classes. And like they have good movements and good programming, but I think the piece that they're missing is that week after week you're going in and you're picking up the same dumbbells. And I know because that's what I did. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you're thinking like, Hey, like you need to be testing out these weights. Maybe you only get a couple reps with the new weight. Okay, that's fine. Then right. you, you know, next week you'll try again, or two weeks later you'll try again in the next class, whatever. But I think that that's like the people can be thinking, oh, "I'm doing it, I'm doing it, I'm doing mm-hmm. it." But it's like if you're just using the same thing a month yeah. after, over and over again, like that's not strength training, then right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not getting you're not getting stronger, right? Yeah. So it takes a little self discipline in that group mm-hmm. atmosphere mm-hmm. where you need to say, "Okay, last time I was in class." I d- picked these dumbbells up. Can I go a little heavier today? Yep. And maybe you go a little heavier on the first round and the next round you have to drop the weight or whatever, you know, yeah. make it specific to you. Um, but the group classes definitely take a little bit of that self-discipline. Yeah. That's yeah. why. I, and for me, that's why I carry that journal with me because, or that notebook, because if I'm doing a challenging weight, so let's say I pick up something to do a dumbbell bench press, right? Mm-hmm. If I use higher weighted dumbbells this week than I did last week, that's going to count for, you know, heavier, you know, stronger too. Like that's progress. But if I need to drop back down to those um, dumbbells that I used last week, I still want to get more reps than I did the mm-hmm. previous week. So right, if so I it's have like vol- those, it's about volume right, too. So if right. I have those reps written down, if I did like a total of 24 or 30 dumbbell, whatever, mm-hmm. then this goal this week, I'm trying to get more than that either at the same weight or I might get less overall volume, but higher weight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's why it's helpful for me to have that stuff written down. Cause yeah. I'm able to see in the moment of like, what did I do last week? And what do I, what's my goal to exceed this week? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's, I think it's just the more we can talk about this and the more information we can put out. And I think, I mean, by this time I'm blue in the face by saying you're not going to get bulky lifting Mm -hmm. weights. So many other people are saying it too. So hopefully people are fully grasping that concept, but like we'll keep saying it no matter what, it's fine. But yeah, I just think, and you guys both address this in the episode, it can be intimidating Mm -hmm. if you don't know what you're doing. If you're working out in a gym alone, 
totally get it. And you guys had some really good, you know, feedback and suggestions there. So guys, go listen to the episode. We won't put it here. Go out and, and, and check it out. So the other episode that I am too afraid to listen to. Do you know, know what it is? I know which one it is. Which one do you think the it is? The toxicity yes. and yes. Oh. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but we that, talked about this. I know, I know, I know. But okay, can you give me a quick little, I'm going to go back and listen to it. I'm going to confront my fears. But just for everyone listening, kind of, you know, what was the, what was the main kind of takeaways there? And, and what did you guys dive into in that? Toxicity and beauty products. God. Yeah. So the episode is really just educational again. Uh-huh. So... We wanted to inform everybody, and maybe people know but didn't quite know what we're ta- like. Why is it important to pay attention to toxicity in beauty products? Mm-hmm. So we go over types of chemicals that are in beauty products. So there's really about five to six heavy hitters, and that we're are talking usually, makeup. Yeah, we're talking hair, about hair, makeup, lotions. Yeah, makeup, yeah. fragrance in your home. Yeah, like and fragrance in your home. Oh, the detergents. Yeah, yeah. God, yeah. we yeah. talk about the candles. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, so it's really about educating, like, what are these chemicals? Why are they used? Because there's a purpose that they're there's a purpose for why they are in your product. So yeah. a lot of them make them last longer, or make the scent last longer, or they prevent mold from growing on them. Mm. They're used as preservatives. So we talked about what those are, how those impact the body. So mm. those are known is xenoestrogens they are endocrine disruptors so they impact your endocrine system which then in turn affects your hormones and there's there's science to this there's literature on this and we provide that in the show notes Mm -hmm. so if you are listening to that and you're not quite sure like is this even real yeah click on those articles because it is very real yeah you know we know we talk about that these chemicals can reach our bloodstream in 26 seconds because remember our skin is the largest organ we have and it's absorbing everything yep so we talk about that and so we get into that, but then we also flip it and are like, this doesn't mean that you got to throw all your stuff away, yes. right? Like you can do it one thing at a time. That's what I did when mm-hmm. I was learning more about this and wanted to get rid of the toxicity I was exposed to because the question isn't, are we toxic? It's how toxic are we? Mm-hmm. We are inundated with these things. We are, we come in contact with them all day long, anywhere yeah. you go. So if you can control your little home environment right. with how much toxicity you're exposed to there, then that's really the goal. And so we give different um, resources mm-hmm. as to how to really audit what your products are and how much toxicity is in them. So there's different apps that you can use. Yeah. You can yeah. certainly reach out to us. There's been a few people actually who have reached out to us after listening to the episode and asked for advice on it, which mm-hmm. is really awesome. We love yeah. that. So it's really more about this is why it's important doesn't mean you got to go throw everything away and start fresh. But if you are using a mascara that's toxic and you run out, maybe look for one that's yeah. less toxic. Right. It's as easy as that. It doesn't yeah. have to be this complete overhaul because that's way too intimidating for a lot of people, yeah. including yeah. myself. What are there are some very like big heavy hitters or big offenders in the beauty product world that's like chances are this product that you're using is probably toxic? Um I wouldn't, I mean, there's definitely brands, right? Okay. But I would say more so looking at certain things. Like one of the biggest ones that our guest on that episode, Sarah, mentioned is fragrance. That one is in a lot of like things. Perfume. Oh, oh, like if you look at like a product the actual and it says, word fragrance. Right. Yeah. The I, reason, what is yes, that? Yes. Yeah. I've been auditing my stuff and it is mind blowing how many things do you we ha- have. Do you have anything that you can think of off the top of your head that you like saw it and you're like, what, why am I using that? What is this? Um, well, I knew I needed to change out my deodorant. And so that was like the first thing yeah. that went. Um, yeah. I feel like everyone can probably take a look at the deodorant. Yeah. 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 And I knew I, sh- I mean, I've known for a while. Um, 
gosh, I'm trying to think what I've seen that I was not necessarily surprised, but even like shaving cream, like stuff that I'm just like, oh, you don't yeah. think about it, but it has fragrance in it. Yeah. Right. You, like, yeah. And but the deodorant, why that's so important is because I explained this in the episode we're applying that to a really delicate area. Yes. There's so much lymph that leads into our breast mm-hmm, tissue. Right. And so if you're having deodorant that has, you know, fragrance or is an antiperspirant, like that's a thing. If if anything and you want to switch, I would start with just getting something that is just deodorant. Yeah. Don't go necessarily for antiperspirant because you're closing up that I mean, the idea is that you don't want to sweat. So you're closing yeah. that up, but then you're also putting that on your limp with drains into your breast tissue, which is why it's so important to avoid that in that area. Yeah. So some natural deodorants that I, I was going to say, yeah, what are yeah. you? I use Tom's. Tom's mm-hmm. is good. Schmitz okay. is good. Native is good. Uh, pr- primarily pure. I've heard great things about that. Beauty counter has a new one. Um, there's in, there's some great ones just even at target. And that's yeah. the thing that Alexis made a really good point of on mm-hmm. the episode is that, these things don't have to be expensive because right. they're really not. A no, lot of companies is, are coming this is out. high visibility. People yes. are like into it now. Yeah. So this There's is definitely not something yeah. that you feel like you're going to have to go in debt doing. Um, but the reason that we wanted to bring this up is because it is just, it's something that we don't think about day to day, but it really can be affecting you mm. in different ways. And so looking at things like fragrance and the reason fragrance is a problem is because that's very much an umbrella term. Right. They can have whatever yeah. they want in there and just right. put under the title. Right. Yeah. So that, and then looking at, um, things like phthalates, sulfates, parabens, uh, and then li- different things like heavy metals. So for example, heavy metals are the things that are in breedy products that give the pigment, Oh, so things like your blush, your lipstick. Yeah. And so, um, talc is a really big one that's in that. Um, so again, heavy metals are naturally found in the earth, but there are some companies that test for them. Um, so that's really nice too, is to be able to find something. You don't have to skimp on like the actual quality of the product, Mm -hmm. but having a company that cares about sourcing and making sure that the levels are low enough. Yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, there's just so much. But like, thankfully we have people like you who will like talk about it and make it easy to digest and it doesn't have to be intimidating yeah it doesn't have to be don't let it be for sure because we've definitely done it and even since starting the podcast we're still talking about like oh what'd you switch out or what'd you change up this week right yeah yeah and I think you know Evie's so good I always tell her that she's so good about not like pushing people to be like, you have to change this. You have right. to change There's that. There's not like, like a, a lot of judgment. No, yeah. it's just like, hey, get curious about these things and then figure out what you want to do about it mm-hmm. if you want to do something about it. Yeah. And I think that's so powerful with, and I love that she says, don't throw everything away. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. where my mind goes. Is she's like, you got to get rid of the toxic <laughs> stuff. I'm like, well, I guess I got to clean my whole house I out. Know. You know? Yeah. I know. Where's the garbage bag? Right. But it just makes so much sense. Like, okay, just finish using what you have. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to replenish, pick something a little cleaner. Right. Those little steps make huge differences in the long run. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that because we all know that there's people out there and we've encountered them who make you feel like if you don't do all this right yep. now, then you're going to die. Yeah. And like <laughs> I knew day one that as a coach and being in the space, I didn't want to be that way. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make it very realistic and very reasonable because I went through the same exact thing. Yeah. I think, and that's what I try and tell people is like, I lead from where I've been. I know what it's like to go through this. I know what it's like to hear this information for the first time and freak out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I get it. Yes. And so I'm trying to explain like, it doesn't have to be this big overhaul and it's okay to take it one step at a time and one category at a time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Yep. Yep. No, I love that. Do you know what time it is? It's hot yoga time. It's hot yoga season, baby. Get yourself into a hot room with 102 degrees 
40% humidity, get that mood boost, forget all about the ice and cold, you're basically transported right to Tulum. If you're looking for high energy, hot fitness, get yourself to Body Alive, an OG in the Cincy fitness scene. Body Alive offers more than just hot power yoga. They have classes like hot body sculpt, hot mat Pilates, bar, bounce, cycle classes, and more. You know me, I'm a big fan of hot power yoga and have been craving a cycle class lately, so I'll be hitting them up real soon. Instructors can make or break a group fitness experience. We all know that. Body Alive has experienced instructors that will motivate you, focus on proper alignment, and be there for you through every sweaty minute. No matter where you are in your fitness journey or where you are in Cincinnati, there's a place for you at Body Alive. They have four studios in the Cincinnati area, Kenwood, Oakley, Mason, and Crestview Hills, and an online studio. Click the link in the What The Fit Podcast Instagram bio to sign up for a class today. Get yourself in that hot room. You know you want to. Body Alive. Go sign up now and make sure you let them know What The Fit sent you. So I recently saw, Evie, you were posting something with the IV hydration bags. Yes. I need to know what this, I need to know more about this because to be honest, like I saw you posting, I was like, okay, well maybe there is actually something to this because, right, full transparency here, I was like, um, maybe these are kind of bullshit. Sure. Right. I certainly thought that too. And people who know me, um, know that I vet this stuff out. Yeah. Like, right. I'm That's very- why I saw you doing it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, what do I need to know about this? Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I very much am one of those, like I'm, I'm very interested in that stuff. Uh-huh. I'm interested in like, what is the validity to it? Yep. And so I even like I asked for the ingredients. Like yeah. I really went in right. de- deep and wanted to know what are you guys putting in these bags? Where sure. are they made? What are you literally injecting yeah, like, into are my they, body? Like, right yeah. Sitting back in a warehouse for a long time. So I actually met Chris, who's the owner of Hydration Station, mm-hmm. um, at an event with um, in Cincinnati, and yeah. so met him. Got to talk a little bit, kind of asked him some questions, and yeah. was like, "What is this about?" Like blah blah. blah. Did my research, got the information, also um, looked into what other places do, and like, is this standard or is this mm-hmm. something different? So I decided to go and get a bag and we're actually hosting an event together, which I'm really excited about um, because I was like, this is something that could really be beneficial. So the idea is that you have this bag of vitamins or whatever you put in it and you're absorbing a lot more of that because it's getting sent directly into your bloodstream versus when you take a a multivitamin, not even, I mean, I'm not even a fan of multivitamins. When you're taking any supplement like zinc, for example, you're not absorbing all of that when you're taking it orally, right? But if it's getting injected straight into your bloodstream, you're going to absorb a lot more of that. And so I think it's, I view it as a really nice boost. And I would view it almost as something like, I mean, people can go every couple weeks, he told me, Mm. but I'm definitely planning on doing it like at least quarterly. Oh yeah. Just because I think it'll be good to give my body that boost and get more concentration of those vitamins. So I did the Myers cocktail plus and I added zinc to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So that had a B complex to it. It had glutathione, which is a great antioxidant. It had Mm. magnesium, which is really great for your central nervous system. Um, Zinc, obviously, which is important for immunity right now, vitamin C. So that's a really nice versatile bag. And again, they will help you determine what is good for you. Like they're not, it's not like you go and you're just on your own. Like Mm -hmm. they're there, they're educated. They will talk about what's important. There's an intake form you have to do. Okay. Um, so yeah, I was really, I was really happy with it. I liked it. I think it's super helpful. I even talked to my naturopathic doctor who's in yeah. California and was like, Hey, what do you think of this? Right. Yeah. Cause I'm, 
that's how much I care. And that's how much I'm like, I'm not just going to go jump into something. Right. Um, but yeah, it was a really neat experience. I think it's great. And as long as you're able to do it and it's okay for your body, then definitely go for it. Yeah. What about the claims of like a hangover cure that sure. is also where I got a little like oh, yeah. yeah so they Can have you, some bags yeah some bags are coined as that and those have like the properties in that bag and the vitamins that they give you there are to help with hangovers so things like maybe some stomach discomfort a oh, headache so it's like the things that they also have in hospitals mm. that if you go in and maybe yes you know, one, of one of those, those like yeah. quick bag quick yeah. 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 So there were actually people Did there doing that when I was there. Yeah. So, and they walked out feel, they were like, I feel so much better. Interesting. So yeah. Okay. I will say that as it was happening, I didn't really feel anything. And uh, I think there's some misunderstanding here. The needle doesn't stay in your arm. Like they prick you to get the needle going, but it's a catheter that mm-hmm. stays in. So you can yeah. move your arm, you can bend it. Yeah. But that's obviously going to affect the flow of the drip. But I, I was a little nervous. I was like, what's going to happen? Like I'm by myself. Like yeah. no one's like, what happens to me? Like right. I didn't have like my husband, and, right. but it was fine. They were great. They were super calm about everything. And as it was going, I did notice that I started to feel cold because yes. he explained like this bag is like 70 something degrees yeah. and your body's like 90 something degrees. Right. So you're going to feel that contrast. Yeah. Um, and then I did start to feel like this boost of energy, but I was mm. also super relaxed. And yeah. I think it was the insane amount of magnesium that I was getting at sure. once. Sure. And so it was a really cool thing, but I went home and like cleaned the house. Like oh, I put nice. laundry away. Like I was like, you had, so like, a good energy yeah, boost. it was like really nice. nice. It wasn't like, um, energy drink, but it was definitely like an alertness that I had. Yeah. That was really cool. Okay, cool. I have to check it out. I yeah. like the idea of quarterly. Cause I'm like one more fucking thing to yeah. add to the list, mm-hmm. but that seems yeah. manageable. So we're doing an yeah. event on March 2nd, which is oh, a Tuesday okay. night from four to seven. Cool. They're going to come up at my office space in Sims township. So we'd love to have you, um, you, pay $25 for uh-huh. the ticket that either goes to a lipo B shot or that can go towards getting an IV bag. So the okay. idea is that you buy your ticket, you schedule, and then they will contact you the week of the event to do a consult with you to know what kind of bag they should bring for you. Cause okay. they make it day of. Yeah. So that way it's tailored for you. Okay, great. I'm yeah. going to look into that. That sounds yeah, really for fun. Sure. Okay. Let's talk about the pelvic floor. Okay. <laughs> can we talk a little bit about, um, okay. So maybe like, let's not assume, right. Mm-hmm. What is the pelvic floor? And, what you just go I'm just not even gonna try (laughs) I don't know I know it's important so I personally am not a pelvic floor specialist I have one who works for me um but I know enough about it obviously you know Um, more than me so there you go (laughs) so I've I've had I've done pelvic floor therapy myself Mm. um and so you know I have personal experience from it as well but to define the pelvic floor, it's a girdle of muscles that sits in the bottom of your pelvis. Okay. Um, it holds our bowels, our bladder, and it plays a role in sexual function. And so those muscles, just like any other muscles in our body, can become dysfunctional. Okay. They can be tight. They can be weak. Yes. Um, we all think of, I think now, because there is more people, there are more people talking about it, pregnancy, yes. postpartum, right? Yes. And because, because that is like stressed the pelvic floor is stressed when that happens when you're pregnant or why why do we need to pay attention to it when we're pregnant so when you are pregnant your body releases hormones that help to relax the ligaments and the muscles in your pelvis and really it I mean they don't specify right it's kind of your whole body but it's preparing for birth right because naturally that birth canal is supposed to open up the pelvic floor relaxes and you birth the baby sure So your body starts to release these hormones, which can cause a lot of hip pain, back pain, plus you are growing a human. 
who is, you know, yeah. gaining weight as you're and you're gaining weight right. and your body's changing, right? So it changes the proportions and it just changes. I mean, there's a lot of changes. Right. <laughs> so your whole body. Yeah, your entire body is changing, right? <laughs> so um, oftentimes, and the thing about the pelvic floor is, so we're so aware of it now with pregnancy, postpartum, right? So it's a lot of trauma to your pelvic floor okay. when you have a baby. Yes. And, um, well, I guess there's two sides of this. So with a vaginal birth, there's some obvious things that happen yes. there, right? There can be tearing. There's a lot of stretching. Um, and so there's recovery that needs to happen after that okay. to those muscles. Okay. Depending on what all happened, what happened. to your birth, yeah. in your birth, right? Yeah. Um, with a C-section, there's a common misconception that your pelvic floor isn't affected. And that's not true at all because your mm. body doesn't know what's going to happen, right? So it's preparing right. for that vaginal birth. Yeah. Um, and there is still a lot of pressure put on your pelvic floor mm. during your pregnancy. So regardless of whether you have a C-section or a vaginal birth, it's really important to see a pelvic floor therapist after yes. you have your baby yes. um, to assess what's going on. Um, you know, it's funny cause after I had my son, like my OB was just like, are you good? Yeah. I didn't even have an exam, but I knew I was seeing a pelvic floor therapist. So right. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'm fine. Right. I'm good. Um, yeah. but most physicians and OBs will just say, okay, you know, you're about six weeks postpartum, go ahead and start easing back into exercise. We talked about how people yeah. don't know what that means. Right. 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 So new mom, six weeks postpartum goes back to her group fitness class. Cause she doesn't know. No. Right. And course. then she has no bladder control and her back hurts cause her pelvic floor is not functioning. Right. There's just a lot of things. Yeah. There. How does, so how does it show what are like symptoms or mm -hmm. how does it show up in someone? If you're like, okay, th this isn't, maybe I need to get this checked or yeah. whatever, which I think is like a good rule of thumb of like, go see a pelvic floor therapist regardless. Yeah. I but think if you're like, what is it? look like or feel like or right so when it comes to postpartum like you said yes. like just do it you just need to see yeah. a pelvic floor yeah. therapist even right. if you feel like everything's okay yeah one visit is not gonna hurt no and they can give you some guidance and it's I mean even as a PT like I think I have probably above average body awareness yes. and I still did a bout of probably six to eight visits of pelvic floor therapy after wow. I had my son yeah um but in terms of like what you might see if you're someone who has not had a baby. And mm -hmm. again, this is, everyone has a pelvic floor. Mm -hmm. So whether you have a penis or a vagina, yes. you have a pelvic floor. Yes. Um, and I think there's a lot of um, pelvic floor therapists who are specific to women. And one of the things I love about Tyler, and we're having her on soon, I'm so excited to talk to her, is she treats men as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's important to understand. So in men, you might see sexual dysfunction, erectile mm -hmm. dysfunction, mm -hmm. pain with urinating. Yeah. Um, same with women. If you're not able to completely empty your bladder, mm -hmm. um, constipation, mm -hmm. hip pain, back pain, SI joint pain. Sometimes the pelvic floor is kind of that missing piece. Mm. Pain with sexual intercourse, mm -hmm. both men and women. Yeah. Um, so all of those things. So it might not always just be that musculoskeletal pain, like, oh, I feel a pain in my pelvis or mm. I feel a pain in my low back tried physical therapy, didn't help. Maybe yeah. it's a pelvic floor thing. It can also be those things that maybe you think, okay, I've worked on all these things in my diet and I'm still constipated. Mm -hmm. I drink, I have plenty of fiber and plenty yeah. of water and I'm still constipated. It yeah. could be if your pelvic floor is tight, it can be kind of pinching down on those things. It's not relaxing enough for you to completely empty your bowels or your bladder. How, how does it become tight? Like, let's say mm -hmm. like without women, with their, no pregnancy involved, sure. whatever. Yeah. How does it become tight? So just like any other muscle in our body, it responds to different things, right? So I actually had pelvic floor therapy before I like had my son even because mm. um, I had a lot of issues with tension in my pelvic floor. I'm a jaw clencher. So oh. there's a lot of um, relation between your jaw and your pelvis. 
And so, so interesting. Yeah. So I was someone who like I would hold tension in my pelvic floor and in my jaw. And you're unaware of this. Right. Yeah. Until you have symptoms. Yeah. And then you're like, something's not right here. Got it. Um, and, and that's where I think a lot of people would just say, well, if you think you have pelvic floor dysfunction, like, you don't need to see a PT, just do Kegels or Kegels or however you yeah. want to pronounce them. Yeah. That's not appropriate right? if you have pelvic floor tension. And yeah. most people don't do them right anyway. Yeah. Um, but just like anything else in our body, it's really important to be able to both contract and relax mm-hmm. your pelvic floor. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the... Yeah. What does pelvic floor therapy look like? Mm-hmm. Like, like after you give birth, like what are they putting you through exercises? Like what is that? So it kind of depends, um, but oftentimes there will be, and this is something we'll definitely talk with Tyler a little further about, so hopefully you guys will kind of listen in when yes, she, because she is the expert. Yes, I'm um, going to for sure listen. Yeah, but this is sort of from my personal experience. So they're going to look at this, the things that I would look at from an orthopedic standpoint, right? What's your strength? What's your range of motion? The difference is they also often will do like an internal pelvic exam. Where they're going to palpate those muscles and see, okay, are you able to find those pelvic floor muscles? Can you engage them? Can you relax them? Are Gosh, they tense? I don't even know. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, so, I think I do, but I don't know. Right. And and how would you, right? Right. Um, and, and, and I'm like, well, I don't have any pain. I don't have any of those symptoms. But immediately I'm like, fuck, what if I have pelvic floor dysfunction? <laughs> right. Yeah. What well, if I can't relax it? <laughs> right. And I think, um, you know... For, like Tyler's so good at explaining exactly, you know, what that first visit looks like. Yeah. But for me as an ortho PT, like I can palpate and kind of see like, okay, are we getting that, like those abdominals engaged mm. and I can test those muscles, but I don't know if you're engaging your pelvic floor yeah. or not by looking right. at you. Right. I have right. no idea. Exactly. And so those pelvic floor therapists are so important to get that missing piece. Yeah. Um, and especially if you're having any of those symptoms right. that are often tied to pelvic floor dysfunction. Yeah. Do people need to, or do you recommend like bef- as you're getting pregnant mm-hmm. and after, or just like after birth, postpartum? No. So I, a lot of times Tyler will see women once or twice during their pregnancy, depending on what they have going on. Yeah. So I think it's a great idea to come in for at least a visit, get assessed, make sure that you kind of understand what you're getting. I mean, there's a lot of birth prep stuff. Right, because I feel like if you if you kind of start like, okay, I'm pregnant. I know this is going to be happening. Like, mm-hmm. let's start looking at this before yeah. it's then after the baby and a problem. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's great to get assessed if you are pregnant and you're experiencing back pain, pelvic pain, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. I think again, it's so common. It doesn't have to be normal. Right. You don't have to live with it. Right. I think right. so many women will just say, well, once I have the baby, it's going to go away. And maybe. Yeah. But you also don't have to suffer through your whole pregnancy. Yeah. So yeah. it's really important to get in and, and have somebody help you work through that mm-hmm. so that you're not miserable the entire time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will say Tyler is so sweet, too. Like this can be such a like uncomfortable situation or way yeah. to get assessed. And the fact that she does internal checks, like she's so sweet and She's great at explaining things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like I've done a full um, check with her, like a full appointment with yeah. her for yeah. pelvic floor. But I will say that in the times that I've talked to her about it, she explained it in, explains it in a way that is so easy to understand and also makes it very not judgmental. Mm-hmm. Like just very much this is this. Well, I know. Because then yeah. again, assume, I'm not, again, my brain immediately, I'm like, if I find out there's something wrong with my pelvic floor, like, am I ashamed that I did, did I do something wrong? Right. Mm-hmm. Have I been doing something wrong that it's tight or loose or weak or whatever right. the case is, who knows? But like, that's immediately where I go, which I feel like, you know, people could, could have that too. So that's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, guys, 
the question. Who wants to go first? What does being fit mean to you? You can go. Uh, okay. Everyone already had already done this twice, so this should be I a wonder, breeze. I wonder yeah. what it'll. I wonder if it's different than what I said before. I'll have to probably. Back. It's like always different yeah. for me. Yeah. Being fit to me means. How do I say this? So I very much am about discipline over motivation. Mm -hmm. So being fit for me is doing what I need to do, which in this moment, in this phase of my life. Yep. It's going to be different. Yeah. Yeah. Which is different than what it was probably a year ago. Yeah. Is getting X amount of workouts per week, Mm -hmm. um, hitting the macros that I have for right now, Mm -hmm. at least six days out of the week. Yeah. That's, that's nice. That's good grace. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And, um, and also understanding that I also have to prioritize things like self-care. Mm-hmm. And we just had this conversation. This does not mean big, luxurious things. Like, this doesn't have to mean a day at the spa. Oh, no. This For can... me, it's like a day to clean up my house. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To tidy the things, that, to put things away. Like, yeah. that is self-care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in the moment, it's like, I don't want to do that stuff. But right. having the discipline to do it now. Yeah makes it much more easier for me to relax later. Exactly. And so it's like yesterday. same thing mm-hmm. with working out. If I don't feel like it or if it's getting late or I, if my schedule got changed, I'm going to do it because discipline will never let you down the way motivation does. Yeah. Motivation will come and go. Oh, come and go like the wind for yeah. sure. But if you're disciplined about it, you're going to get yourself set up for what you need to do and it's going to pay off in the weeks and the months to come. Yeah. So that's, I guess, what it means to oh, me I right now. Oh, I love that. No, I'm a, I'm a, a big believer, fan of discipline. Yeah. I think it will get you very far for yeah. sure. Alexis, what about you? So being fit to me is doing the things I need to do to be able to really enjoy my life the way I want to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to exercise in a way that I enjoy, but also intentionally so that I, I'm not limited. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I can lift the things I want to lift. I can get through my day and not feel exhausted by the end of the day. Um, Eating in a way that serves me so I don't feel like I'm missing out, Mm -hmm. but I feel good, you know? And so it's just making those conscious choices so that I can get through my day and thrive through my yes, day. Not just yes. feel like at the end of the day, I'm like, I, I, made, I, did it. It. Right. I made it. I did it. I did some things on my to-do list. Yeah. Now checked time some for stuff the next. off. Yeah. I really want to be in a place where I'm a living and I'm yeah. enjoying each day. Yeah. And so that's, I try and make those intentional choices. And so that I can, you know, spend time with my family that's intentional and I'm able to completely be focused on them right. in that moment. And I'm not distracted by things that aren't feeling good or are uncomfortable. Right, right. Love it. Well, thank you guys so much. Congratulations on the podcast. Everyone go listen, check them out. Where can people follow you? Where can they find it? All that good stuff. Yeah. Thank you. So our podcast is health in motion. You can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Um, and then I am holistically restored on Instagram. So you can find me there. Yep. And my handle is at absolute kinetics PT. Great. Thank you guys. Thank Thank you you so so much. much. Listeners, reminder, follow me at Chrissy Grody. Won't be an expert, but I'll talk to some. (laughs) So there you go. And at What The Fit Podcast. Appreciate you.